everybody. Welcome to the Resistance Broadcast. I'm John. That's James. I got the point right. That always screws yeah. me up. Uh, and we are here to talk about Star Wars, of course. Now, Ahsoka's going on. Uh, if you haven't checked it out yet, check out our episode from last week. We talked about the first two parts of Ahsoka, and we'll be going live Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. East, to talk about part three, which arrives tomorrow night uh it's crazy that we're gonna be three episodes already in the can as of tomorrow night james isn't that nuts uh yeah it's like you know, they started doing that i think like uh i don't remember when they started doing the two-part premiere was that well they did the three-part with andor was but that's it three it was three they released for the first episode for the first launch of oh, andor, that's 12 I, yeah because it was 12 episodes um I feel like there was and one And then they did show. two Obi-Wan. for Obi-Wan, right? Obi-Wan. Yeah. yeah. Obi-Wan. And yeah. then they did two for Mandalorian season three. Am I wrong? That might be wrong. That might be wrong. Yeah. I'm not sure that they did that, but uh Yeah. But yeah, the two episode thing uh then followed usually by like a quick third or something feels like wow, man, we've moved through this so quickly. But imagine fandom if they just did one episode and people were like is Sabine dead? <laughs> there was a there was a guy who I work with, um, and I was like, I'm just surprised they killed off Sabine in the first episode. And he's <laughs> like, No, they don't, or whatever. And then it was like uh, when the first episode, uh, you know, comes out, it was like that happened, and I was like, Did I get you? <laughs> Did he text you immediately after the first one? No, he he. I don't think he put it together totally that it, that I was uh, the the joke. Like I think it was such an off the cuff. Like I bet they kill off the main characters in the first episode joke that I don't think it really even sunk in with him. Really. <laughs> well, hey. Um, but then it kind of so sort of happened. If you were a, a cliffhanger. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I know people, you know, made us think about it because it looked sort of similar to you know Qui Gon's death and stuff, but. I think it got her in a different spot, um, but they could have done something. They could have done something else instead of you know. It was it was a little odd, but we didn't even really talk I, about it last week. I don't like it when fa- yeah, that is true. I, I don't like it in fandom when something like that happens. Like they get stuck, and I'm like, I part of me says you could have done it a different way, but then when fans revolt and be like, why does everybody who gets stabbed die when Qui Gon didn't or whatever? And I'll, or when he did die, right. but I'm always like, you could get shot in the torso and die, or you could get shot in the torso and live. Like, just think of a lightsaber as a like a gun, mm-hmm. and it's like some people might survive that wound, and yeah. some people probably wouldn't. You know? Yeah. It's different, just different people have been shot in the head who who survive. You know? Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but. Uh, before we get into it, we are going to get to uh, our first segment in a moment. And then, uh, as you probably saw in the title, our discussion later, no clue where it's going to go. But uh, now that uh, Ahsoka has officially introduced an additional galaxy into the Star Wars saga franchise, whatever you want to call it, uh, a lot of things could be done. And we'll just start popping off ideas and see what we think they could do. But before that, um, thank you to everybody who has been listening and watching and and being a part of what we have going on here at TRB. Uh, If you're new, thank you for joining us. Uh, Make sure you subscribe to us on your best uh, preferred podcast app, uh, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Podbean, SoundCloud, wherever. Uh, Mm -hmm. Also, I do laugh at Podbean. but Yeah. uh, And then YouTube, youtube.com slash at the resistance broadcast uh, where we go live um, for TRB live. And then it hits your apps uh, for podcasts the day after. And then of course, Patreon, uh, Patreon supporters are what keep the light on in the base and allow us to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, so head over to patreon.com slash resistance broadcast uh, tier started five bucks. So check it out. Uh, see what tier works for you. Uh, we have a lot of exclusive uh, extra podcast episodes on there. We have a discord server, a lot of cool stuff. So check it out. And if, uh, you're willing and able to support us. We appreciate it. But on to talking about Star Wars. And James, why don't we kick it off with our friend Chirrut. I fear nothing for all this as the Force wills it. You know, I 
I loved on our last episode when you brought up about how there are people who want to be force sensitive and you're like, cheer right. it's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to be force sensitive and- so bad. He's the ultimate fan of the force. He, I mean, and he kind of can't, he like at this point, as far as we know, cheered is more force sensitive than Sabine. Oh, yeah. Uh, but we haven't seen what him. she's, what she was able to do mm-hmm. in, you know, the meantime when she was under Ahsoka. So we don't know that. And then there's also the clip that we've seen from the trailers where she puts her hand out and it's like, that seems like she lost the battle, but she's going to like use the force to like save her in the moment when she's desperate or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, cheer it. Like, man, he is so willing to let, to, open that door and it just won't open. So I'm like, at some point, can't we just say that some people (laughs) can't be force sensitive? Sorry. It can be a natural talent, right? Or the force is like when like (laughs) you like, you want something so bad and this force, I can sense it. So the force is not interested in you. It's like that sort of thing. <laughs> like dating. Like you try too hard to date somebody and they're like, that's too much. I'm not into that. And the force like yeah. gets that from cheer. So the force is like, nah, buddy. Nah. Like I know there are Star Wars stories that have said things like uh like if you let the force in, you know, it's it we all have the force and, and things along those lines. But I feel like those conversations are usually had with people who are okay with the force, you know? Um, like, so it's sort of yeah. like saying it's sort of explaining to someone who has a natural talent for singing or something to be like, you know, like, you know, you could, you could even do better. You could, you know, you just got to like focus and let yourself go and hit these notes or whatever versus somebody who just like can't sing at all. You know yeah. what I mean? That same discussion doesn't apply to them because they don't have the natural talent. But, right. Yeah. Fred Durst. But, <laughs> well, let's get into Will of the Force. Uh, this is the section where we pose questions that ask whether something will happen or will not happen. Some of those questions came from our patrons, and this week we're going to once again um, keep this segment focused on Ahsoka. So let's get to the first question here. This one came from uh, one of our patrons, Commander Nix. Commander Nix asked the question, will Jason Sindula be on good terms with his mama Hera if he shows up in the Ahsoka series, which we tend to think he might. Uh, it seems likely since I think you can see a head uh, in the trailer somewhere. So what are your thoughts on Jason Sindula being on good terms with his mom? I think so. Yeah. I think, um, it would be really disappointing and confusing as to why he wouldn't be. Um, and I think he is sort of going to be our conduit or representative, if you will, of, um, Kanan in, in this story. There's probably going to be a lot of, and that, that Lego, uh, box shows that he looks a bit different than they showed him initially at the end of Rebels, and he almost mm-hmm. looks a little bit more like Kanan. So I feel like we're going to see a little bit of Kanan personality, tendencies, looks, and that sort of thing to fill that void, and also show that Kanan lives on in that way. So I think, yeah, I think I think they will be on good terms. Mm, I think they would be, but I seem to remember a story with. Um, man, now I'm blanking on her name. Um, is it Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Yes, Elizabeth. Yeah, is that it? You got all three names. Okay, yeah. It it didn't sound right in my head. I was like, well, those are wrong. Um, <laughs> I think she was giving an interview, if I'm not mistaken, about portraying the character of Hera and where she was at this point in her life, having devoted too much to being a general in the rebellion and Mm. not necessarily enough to being a good mother. Um, And I can only imagine that comes from not something that she made up in her head, but that must mean that that's sort of part of this story when we inevitably do meet Jason. Ah. And if that is in fact the case, then I get this feeling that the vibe with Jason is that he's... I don't know, like a fatherless child who's mad at his mom. Rebellious you know? teenager. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that's um, which could yeah. 
it could be his own story. I don't know when they would go down that route, but like Jason at this point could be like, um, well, it's kind of, it's not the best example, but I was going to say like baby Groot, you know, and then like you get teenage Groot and then you get adult Groot. Oh, yeah, right. Personalities have sort of changed. The character has sort of changed as he's gotten older. Um, but at this point, uh, if Dave Filoni was proceeding with a Jason Syndulla as a, a new fun little beginning point, um, it's probably better for him to start on the angry side and get better rather than start on the good side and get worse. How old is he? Because since the end of Rebels, it's been 13 years to the point of the Ahsoka Mando time. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. So I mean, he, doesn't it literally have to be exactly that? <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right. Yeah. So he's probably like early teens. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. That's what I would assume. Although in the at the end of Rebels, it looks a little bit like he's more in the five years old range. Yeah. But we don't really know when that clip was shown. And again, it's like the artistic license. I mean, they change so, how he looks apparently. So yeah. Yeah. So. Um, all, right. all right. Well, John says probably good. I say probably bad. Well, now you we threw me because I didn't know she said that. But I think she said that. I remember reading that, and I I was kind of a little thrown because I thought, oh, that's that's like um, Leia. It would be more interesting, because similar to Leia. It does give Hera her, her own concrete conflict to conquer, whereas otherwise she's mainly just supporting everything else that's happening. So yeah, she's she's. I don't want to say she's perfect, but I was thinking about the discussion she has with Ahsoka where she's like, you could use a little structure. It almost felt like Ahsoka could have been like you to talk. Oh yeah. Why don't you go take care of Jason? Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but again, that seemed to like they were bickering and the point was that Hera was right in that moment and Ahsoka probably knew it, you know? So, Mm -hmm. all right, let's get to this next one here. Um, The rumor has been floating around a bit, so let's take, Let's uh let's talk about it here on the show. Uh, will Merrick Marok M- Marok I think. So that might play into what <laughs> the pronunciation might play into it. I think that's um, how um, Balin said it. he said Marok. I think. Yeah, Leia Leia. Yeah. But will Will Marok, uh, the former Inquisitor we saw in Ahsoka Part Two, be revealed to be Star Killer? AKA Galen Merrick, uh, the legends character portrayed by Sam Witwer in the force unleashed games. So I'll start this off. You just with a little bit, you presented this to me. I saw it online. I sent it over to the chat and I said, this seems interesting to me. And part of it is because we've looked at this character for a while and said, Oh, who is it? Is it, you know, is it Ezra? Is it Baris? Is it, you know, who did this? Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we've been kicking those names around. And the one that seemed the most interesting to me was that it would be potentially Starkiller because that would be someone under Vader. So sort of like Vader's apprentice versus Vader's Anakin's apprentice would be a cool matchup in this show. And uh, Filoni on record had said that he loved the character of Galen Merrick and had considered him being an inquisitor at one point in rebels, but didn't do it. Oh my God. So my thought on it was, okay, forget the lore. Let's just play into the moment of the, when the person takes their helmet off and it's Sam Witwer, then fans would react very positively to that. But the downside of it, in my opinion, which is why I kind of don't think it's going to happen is because they would build it up. They would like, they'd have him take his helmet off. And so many people would be like, am I supposed to know who that is? And the answer Star Wars fans would give the non Star Wars fans watching the show is no, not technically, but he's sort of a pseudo celebrity in Star Wars. So it's cool. I don't know. It feels it feels like a strange thing. It fits in the lore, though. Um, but I'm going to ultimately say that no. Um, if you have an option of a character being one person or literally anybody else in a galaxy, AK, strike that two galaxies. Uh, <laughs> it's more likely somebody else than the one person you're thinking of. So I'm going no, no Star Killer. Oh, 
Man, it's such a cool theory. And then when you sent it and then you brought up the parallel, like when you sent it first, I was like, oh, no, man, come on. Yeah. But then when you said the whole Vader apprentice versus Anakin apprentice, I was immediately like Superman versus Clark Kent in the garbage right. dump. Like, oh, my God. Um, And then I looked up who's playing Marek and it's uh, this like stunt man, obviously Paul Darnell, who I believe is stunt man for Henry Cavill, man of steel. Now the question would be, would Sam Witwer knowing the nerd he is insist that he did the in mask stuff with the lightsabers? Cause he's a pretty in shape guy, you know? So he might not be able to because his identity would be revealed in the credits. Or if someone snapped the belt, so he would be like of him with the helmet off. Yeah. Well, I mean that's possible too. But I'm saying like even even if he was like I want to do it, and they're like you can't do it because we would have to say who plays the character. So we're gonna have a stuntman play it. Nobody knows who that is, or you know people do, but generally it's not gonna reveal anything. And he but then when it. you when you pull it off in that episode, oh, the credits oh, will say Sam Witwer. I'm gonna say no. Also. But man, if it happens, yeah. it would be kind of cool. <laughs> that will light that will light diehard fandom on fire, man. Um, wow, yeah. Let us know in the comments. What yeah, you guys think. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's let us know. I think it's Twitter a better guess than Ezra. I'll say that. Oh, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Barice too, because I think as much as we said, as Ezra confirmed, or it's not Ezra confirmed. Uh, somebody else pointed out that the character has been regularly called he, so it likely isn't Paris either. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, all right, let's get to the next uh, Patreon submission. Moving forward, we're going to take a question from Spice Runner, the Fort Worthian. What's yeah. up, man? Uh, glad you're here. Glad you asked us the question. Let's get to it. Uh, with the Mandalorian ties, will Grogu become Sabine's apprentice at some point? <sighs> Um, John, what do you think on this one? Man. DeLorean. <laughs> oh, all right. Well done. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to say no. Um, I don't know if Grogu's going to like, he turned down Luke Skywalker. Like if he turned down Luke Skywalker, why are you going to be like, but you, like you can train me. So I'm going to, I'm going to say no. I think there's other plans for Grogu because, you know, he's older than people realize sometimes. Um, he could probably teach Sabine things, I think. So I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. I think there's other plans for Grogu in terms of his, his use of the force and his growth in the, in the force. I don't think, I don't even think he'll have a master because he turned down Luke Skywalker. So mm. I'm going to say no. I agree. I think that one of the points that was my main point was that Grogu is far more powerful already than Sabine is. Um, Mm -hmm. And if anything, it oddly seems like give it a couple years and Grogu would probably be able to teach Sabine. Yeah, Grogu can literally heal people. Yeah. But... The one thing that I think is giving uh, this question a little bit of merit is the beginning of the question, which is with the Mandalorian ties, if Grogu is looking to be a Jedi apprentice, he would have taken up Luke, but he's not. He's looking to be a Mandalorian apprentice. Um, but I, but he already has Mando. And Is that an official Sabine, thing? Do they have what? Mando masters and stuff? Like as official titles? No, I guess not. I guess my thought is just like because of the way that the the question was posed. Yeah. Because of the Mandalorian oh. ties, will Grogu become Sabine's? It, I like the question a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It it's not it, it's it's interesting because I'll honestly, while watching the show, I sort of forgot that Sabine had a Mandalorian tie. I obviously know that, but like the way I've been considering the character for a while now leading up to Ahsoka, I'd sort of forgotten that when they show that helmet, they could go, 
and everybody oh. would go, oh, she's a Mandalorian too? And I'm like, oh, wait, yeah, that there's a connection there between, like I knew she was Mandalorian and Rebels, but there's a reason she's in live action and maybe it's because her Mandalorian heritage will have a bigger role when they tie all of this in with Bo-Katan and the stuff. So maybe Sabine is more important to the bigger world, not because she's connected to Ahsoka, but because she's connected to Bo-Katan and Mando himself, Dinjarin. Oh, God. So, but again, the question comes down to, will Grogu be Sabine's apprentice? I think we both say no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there's a lot to think about there, and I'm glad you're already thinking about it, Fourth Worthian. All right, one last question here, Will the Force. Will it be revealed that the second galaxy Thrawn and Ezra are in have a slower time lapse than the known Star Wars galaxy? So just for this sake, let's just talk about it to kind of explain what we're getting ready to discuss is there a possibility that when Thrawn and Ezra went to wherever they went, this other galaxy, this other place, time is sort of frozen there and all of this has passed like very quickly. So when they come back, Thrawn and Ezra are the same age, but everything that they were when they left, but everything else has moved forward. And everybody else has had, you know, the whole galactic civil war happen and they are like, we've been gone for, we 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 fell right through the wormhole. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. or whatever. Has anybody seen Contact, too? Oh, I haven't good, seen that. Yeah. Oh, dude, please, such a good movie. They do that. Yeah. Well, I don't want to give anything away. All right. But dude, it has like twenty plot twists. It's so good. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Um, yeah, he's in it. <laughs> um, so wh- where, where are you at on this? I, I'm going to say no, but, oh, and I think maybe that my reason for it is not formidable enough, but I, I, I find it, I would find it like upsetting if Ezra's still like 19 or whatever, and now Sabine's like almost 30 or however old she is in like how much time has passed. Uh, Cause it's 14 years after that point. And if he didn't age, then, you know, what is their real connection? It, it just becomes a little messier in that regard. Yeah. And I don't know if that's enough of an answer for that. Uh, also, I, 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 I fear, I, I did not like love the world between world stuff. You know that I also mainly didn't love it because what fans, thought it was after it came out not all fans but like people turned it into like time travel yeah but uh i just don't know how messy i want star wars to get i'm here for the ride i'm gonna say no because i i i fear what that can mean yeah i think i think the answer is no too um my i guess too scientific brain goes, I feel like the only way that's even logically possible is they travel to that place and then uh, they're like, you know, near some sort of time warping thing like an interstellar where they're, you know, on the ground and, and it doesn't affect people otherwise, but stuff. And it's too much to explain why that why that even happened. Um, the second thing is like, traveling at light speed could do that. Yes. But star Wars travels at light speed all the time. And it has no bearing on when they come back. Like that already scientifically kind of doesn't make sense. Oh yeah. They star travel Wars at light makes, speed all the time. Star Wars makes no sense. And then when they get there, it, it's not like everybody has aged up while they were like in light, light speed, which is how it would really, really work. My biggest issue with this though, if, if it was possible, um, would be what's the point because they come back and they're younger, but most audiences watching the show wouldn't even know that it wouldn't hold any re- point. real bearing on the story uh, for him to be younger. It would just mess with rebels fans for almost no reason. And also what's the, that means there was no suffering 
there was uh, from from Ezra's perspective, there was no. I haven't seen you guys in yeah. forever. It's good or I bad. There's no thought. story. Yeah, for him, it's like what yeah. happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think had. I think if they wanted to do something like that, no joke, it would have to be something like Mace Windu showing up in the sequel trilogy and somehow them being like, what happened? And he'd be like, I fell out, I fell through a portal and now I'm here. And I just, you know, like I just, (laughs) I know, I know it's silly, but what I'm trying to say is like audience would have to have an emotional connection with the character and then to have them show up later it only works for Rebels fans. Why is it always so Mace in Windu? live action the show? Well, I'm trying to think of someone that I know everyone's obsessed with him. We never back. saw him die on screen, sort of thing. I mean, even though you did, yeah, you never know what happens when they just never hit the ground. Star, um, Star Wars likes bringing people back. All right. Well, there are lots of options in the next galaxy over. Uh, apparently, uh, why don't we talk a little bit about that? You want to get ready and do the discussion? Let's fire it up. All right. Obi-Wan once thought as you do. All right. Yeah, we've talked about it. Ahsoka has introduced us to a second galaxy far, far away. Far, farer away? We don't know if that galaxy is closer to us. So it might just be a galaxy far away or like far, far, far away. But either way, there's another galaxy where Thrawn and Ezra are allegedly located. Um, Imagine they're not there. But without knowing, I that's a small piece of speculation that I have. Okay, well, but but without knowing how Star Wars will handle another galaxy, it certainly opens things up to many more storytelling possibilities, including new stories, but also how it can potentially impact current storylines and characters. Um, But also, they could really take Star Wars to this brand new galaxy and start from scratch and tell brand new stuff. So there's a lot of things they can do with this galaxy. Um, It is risky. uh, And I'm curious if George Lucas ever thought of that, like going beyond that, because I felt like his Star Wars was very intimate about this, you know, one character and the tragedy of Anakin Skywalker and redemption. Um, So let's just talk about it. I mean, there's no, there's nothing based holding us down there's no gravity on this conversation so we can really talk about anything but do you like like when you first were watching this and you heard you know oh this is what they're doing there's another galaxy you -hmm. know we had joked you and i joked about a few weeks ago when we were doing the um did you see that segment about the phantom minutes pod race and how the announcers were saying, I don't care what universe you're from, that's got to hurt. <laughs> and right. so there's maybe multiple universes, but now there's officially known that there's multiple galaxies. When you first saw that in Ahsoka, were you excited at the idea? Were you like blown away? Where, what was your initial reaction? And, and what are your initial thoughts on what they could do beyond Ahsoka with, a, with another galaxy in this franchise? Well, let me rapid fire real quick because my my initial thoughts were I was like, what's the point of that? Um, and we can we'll deep dive into that. I'm not looking at it as a negative. Um, I just that was my initial reaction. I was like, why? Why not just way over there? You know? Yeah. Um, the the other thing that I was going to say um, was that this kind of, in a way, isn't the first time that Dave Filoni has talked about outside of the galaxy because the place where um, Callus and Zeb go when they go through that like thing, that's outside of the Star Wars galaxy. So we don't know where they went or how far they left. They could just be right on the outside of or something, but it's not the first time that Dave Filoni has introduced the idea of leaving the galaxy, not just staying within like the unknown regions. Um, So that's, that's another thing. The other thing I, I mentioned, and I don't want it to be like a big part of the story, but I want to throw out there that like when you said, what if Thrawn and Ezra aren't even there? Something we didn't get to talk about. I'll mention it quickly is, there's always that theory, that possibility that um, 
um, man, I forget. I'm so bad with names. Morgan Elspeth. She's responding to the wrong person. Uh, very Shang-Chi of of her. Mm. She, she thinks she knows where Thrawn is. She hears the voice. He's calling to me. Uh, he says he's here. I'm going to open up the door and we're going to go get Thrawn. And what comes out is not Thrawn. It's the old ancient race. Um, but I mm. feel like a, we already know that Thrawn does come back, you yeah. know? Yep. So it kind of throws that whole theory and B, I feel like fan, fans would be pretty disappointed if they, if that door opens and it was like, psych wasn't Ezra or Thrawn too bad. That would be a good twist. Um, the only thing is like when she expanded that map, in that ancient map reading ruins, the one of the images was the Purgles circling that second galaxy, right. which has to confirm that's where they went, right? Probably. Yeah. 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 Um, so I, I man, it, I, yeah, I was, I just said that and I was just going to throw it out there because I didn't get to talk about that on Thursday, but that's another thought of like, what if they're not there? And I'm like, I considered that. <laughs> what if they're not there? Sure. And, or they could have went there and then they're not there anymore. Yeah. But to go, but to get back on the point is that there is a portal to a new, another galaxy. And my initial thoughts were sort of what the, what's the point Um, I don't know if this conversation at all ties into what we were talking about last week. Um, not so much like Dave Filoni leaving Lucasfilm or anything like that to start his own thing, but is there a possibility that there's been discussions that said as big as the galaxy is, we feel like the unknown regions and all of these other areas have been explored enough and we really want to do something completely different. So let's open up the door uh, we'll call our friend Ryan to come back and do uh-huh. the movies and <laughs> who knows, but is this, is this a way for Dave Filoni to say star Wars is bigger than anything you ever thought because it's just as easy to go over there and get completely new civilizations and things. But like, I don't know. Part, part of me says, what's the point, right? Can't you just say that a completely new untapped civilization is over there? in the current galaxy that's that's the thing what do you think with you know i keep thinking about what's the other weirdest thing feloni did and it's like well him and george lucas did the mortis mortis yep and then he does world between worlds but they haven't really expanded upon those beyond their isolated stories and well, not to mention the fact that they are connected, though. Yeah, but the world between worlds. Because to it, get into the world between worlds, they had to decipher the the artwork that was Mortis. Yeah. So, but that entry, like the access to world between worlds, sort of collapsed, right? It like crumbled. As far as we know, yeah. So I don't know if it's like his idea was like, let me do this for the sake of Ezra's story, and then I'm going to close it up so we don't open up a can of worms for the yep. storytelling, which I like. So it, the, that, so my question is knowing, I, I like to think that people who write and create and artists have tendencies is, is that pattern for Filoni carrying over to this galaxy where it, he it's existing now for this story and then they're going to shut it out. Um, I understand your point about what is the point because Star Wars really can, like a galaxy in Star Wars doesn't have to mirror the size of a galaxy in our real life. They can call it a galaxy and it could be 10 times the size of our galaxy. There's galaxies well, in our universe that are bigger than our galaxy. So Yeah, but but also to keep in mind too, I think our real galaxy is actually bigger and we forget how big a galaxy is because we watch Star Wars and we think, oh, a galaxy is this it's like a solar system. I pop over to Jupiter. Yeah. We yeah. hop over to Mars, but it's like the distance in galaxies is just like, it doesn't matter if you're going point. What does he say? Point four past light point, speed. Point five past life speed. I thought yeah. maybe it was five. Yeah. Point five past light speed. We don't even know what that means, but I'll tell you what, it would still take you like 
10,000 years to get to the next star. <laughs> so and, and your radar galaxies dish won't are fall actually off. Yeah. yeah. Galaxies are actually a lot bigger than Star Wars even makes it seem. Yeah. So it, so sometimes when I see that like, oh, we need to go to another galaxy, we've exhausted this one. It's like, have we really exhausted the galaxy? Yeah. Yeah. But it's cool and it's definitely visual and also why not? I mean, we have maybe we haven't exhausted this galaxy doesn't change the fact that the message is coming from that galaxy do you remember right? when matt martin did a really crappy drawing of the star wars galaxy <laughs> and we asked him if we could put it on a t-shirt and no he- that was that was that was um the the area that was the solo he oh. drew a, he, it was a crappy drawing around kessel is that what that was yeah, yeah, it was like a. It was like now I'm trying to. I'm blanking on. I'm so bad with names, guys. You know, like it. the Achilles Maelstrom, the Maelstrom. Yeah, oh. he was trying to draw that, and then it was like, why did it have a son in so in Rebels, but it didn't have a son in Solo <laughs> or whatever? And he's like, I, this is kind of how I think of it. It looks like he drew it like in Microsoft Paint. And then he did. I'm yeah. pretty confident he did. Yeah. And then, or we, no, he might have drawn it on like his iPhone, like notepad sketch. Oh, true. Yeah. And, and then we go, can we <laughs> put that on a t shirt? We'll send all the proceeds to your favorite charity. And he said, yeah, send it to the ASPCA for animals. And we did. And, and like, I think we sold yeah. like five shirts. So there's yeah. five of yeah. those shirts somewhere. <laughs> yeah. They exist on our planet. Yeah. Oh, man. That's funny. Um, yeah. So thanks, Matt. Thanks, Matt Martin. Fighting the good fight. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we donated like, I don't know, like 40 bucks to ASPC. Like, yeah, it was okay. something like that. Yeah. This, was like, this was like six years ago or something. Yep. But yeah, the more I think about it, I like when I first saw them do this in Ahsoka, I got a little nervous because I'm like, oh man, what does this mean? How are they going to use this and, and, and retcon stuff or how are they going to alter the current stories with this different galaxy. And I always like anytime star Wars introduces anything too weird or something we've never experienced, I get a little worried about that. Um, but then like the part of me, like you bringing up like, Oh, let Ryan Johnson go play in this new galaxy. I'm like, that could be cool. That would actually be a cool spot for Ryan Johnson to be like, let me just invent something new. Um, they, that's the thing. No one in this galaxy has ever even heard of the Empire or any of that stuff. The, the, for, I, the Force might not be relevant there. Because uh, Obi-Wan yeah. said the Force I mean, that's, binds that's our galaxy together. Maybe it's just this galaxy that has the Force. You know? there's a, yeah. Like, who knows what this means? My, I guess my question is, do you like the idea of now that they're being the second galaxy, them utilizing it moving forward? Um, like, you know, will we learn about other galaxies in the Mangold movie? If we go back 25,000 years with, uh, who, uh, who, who Yang, who am I not saying that right? That's right. Yeah. Who Yang, who, who we, yeah. Who was built 25,000 <laughs> years ago or like, will that play a part in like the future with Ray's movies. So I just don't know. Um, so I just thought it was an interesting to talk about because it could be dangerous because then I feel like sometimes they, they expand sometimes too much in the current star Wars galaxy. So if you open up this new galaxy, is it going to be just like, we're going to tell star Wars stories that exist here and then exist in the traditional star Wars galaxy, or are they going to cross over? Like it seems to be out of the, right out of the gate with Ahsoka. So my thoughts on it, where we stand right now is that we are having, we have the moment right now to speculate for fun about where this is going to go. But the real truth of it is that it's like the world between worlds and they will close this up. Okay. Dave wants to be able to play with some ideas and have some fun and open up the, the universe. I almost said galaxy, but open up the universe to something bigger and just an intriguing idea that is going to cause audience to be like, Whoa, I never thought of that before. And then just like close it up. Never mention it again. Yeah, Yeah. No, no big deal. Just that's, that's, sort of been the spirit of star Wars for a long time is the ability to say the dial of destiny, you know, uh, 
I mean, sort of, yeah. Is yeah, like the way that that Indiana Jones has uh come across many things that are crazy, but then he just doesn't let let it affect his life and he still just keeps doing what he's doing. Mm. He never totally dr- dramatically turns into a, a a ghost hunter because he's seen evidence that ghosts exist. You know what I mean? Right. He just is like, that was weird. And then just like, right. just does, does what he was going to do anyway. So I think Star Wars being like the people that, you know, have that lived in world where it's really easy to just walk onto the stage and be like, ever since that happened, we've been running around like crazy. And everybody's like, what happened? And they're like, story for another time. We'll never tell you, you know, maybe one day someone will write a book, but it's like, the point Mm -hmm. is to just say, there's so much stuff going on that we're just going to mention these things like other galaxies and this pathway to this place. And there's legends and stories and are they true? Some of them, whatever. And then just don't, they don't all have to connect to the huge, bigger story. It's just sometimes characters along the way come across something and they go, Oh my God. Imagine that, that was you, wild. Imagine they use that other galaxy for EU. <laughs> oh yeah. No. What if they get over there and it's like a mirror world where like everything is like the same, but different. So like the EU stuff did happen, but there is like an alternate Luke. Oh, bigger Luke. Did do yeah. So, yeah like, not necessarily bigger Luke, but like a just the same Luke. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Not like a clone of Luke. Yeah. Uh, it's Gal- hard to explain. Galaxy's Edge Chewie's there. Um, no. I, <laughs> jo- yeah. Jokes aside. It's, it's generic. It's let like Chewie. Let, yeah. Generic. Kane and Chewie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let me, let me ask you your thoughts on this. So when, cause I was doing my rewatch of Rebels and I think it was season two, but when they first, when Ezra and Kanan, first like meet the Purgles and mm-hmm. Ezra has like that moment and he's like, I understand now um, is like, what, is, what is he possessing uh, that he fully encompasses to the point where these things clearly uh, are, are, we know now that they travel and Grogu saw them traveling through hyperspace that they travel to this other galaxy um, because like, like the Grogu noticing them in Mando season three was obviously not a coincidence or by accident for uh, us to witness. So, and like, what did Ezra like fully understand? So I, I, don't, so, I don't know. Well, okay. So to me, when Ezra says, I understand now, I understand like, now. I think that is sort of a reference to what he says in Ahsoka on the little hologram. I think it's like sometimes Jedi's have to do the thing that they don't want to do. And that's something that he could never really swallow. But now when he's put in the moment, when he understands the impact that his actions would have, he understands why Jedi would need to do something like that. But when it comes to the connection to the Purgle, and I just had this thought, this is a little wild. The Purgle are not from our galaxy and they sometimes travel to that one. They're from that galaxy. They sometimes travel to ours. Oh, that's definitely it. <sighs> <laughs> yeah, because the door, the door says this is the Pergil universe. Yes. Yeah, just like a sign on the bathroom. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> but but we're sit we've been thinking that the Pergil are a creature within our galaxy, our star Wars galaxy, which obviously they have been up until this point. Now that they show that there's this other place, I always thought they had a place in our galaxy that was like where they live, or maybe they just sort of travel like whales do, you know, like in real life, they just sort of like travel around. I don't think they really have like a home uh, or a nest, if that makes sense. Yeah. But the thing is, though, that they might have that thing in this other galaxy, and sometimes they just sort of are able to come over to ours. And in, I, don't, I don't know. There's, Sorry, there's there there's semi. That's where my thought ends. They're semi sentient, um, that lived in deep space, traveling from star system to star system. 
look, you, you want to get you want to get topical. Everybody's talking about UFOs and, and UAPs and everything that's going on right now. Like we don't we we think we live here, right? If there was other things out there that were traveling to us, we probably wouldn't be able to communicate with them very much, but maybe through the force, uh, Ezra would be able to sort of have that communication with these extraterrestrial beings that are not from our galaxy. They're from somewhere else. Uh, and then when he connects with them and they help him, they go, they abduct him and take them back to where they come from. That is, yeah, he's, he's, he was abducted by aliens. That's yeah. They're out there on a, you know, if this was a normal story, our galaxy, the star Wars galaxy would be earth. And they've just figured out a portal to get to another place in, uh, in the Milky way. Yeah. You know, there, yeah, that's interesting. It's because so far away. It's never been touched before. There's no, um, no label whatsoever in terms of their home world or habitat. I'm on Wikipedia now. And it says great site. It's a great <laughs> site. Great site. Their home world says their home world is deep space and their yeah. habitat is space. <laughs> so there's no like, which, there's no like planet, like, which like, we don't uh, even know if that's like from a book or which they could retcon if they wanted to. But yeah. also if that's just like fans being like, this is what we know about them so far. That, that absolutely could be. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's, it's not a situation where like you, you hear a species name and it's like, Oh, and they're from this planet that sounds like their species name. There's no like Pergilia as far as we know. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I think that's a really interesting thought. I haven't heard that yet. And that would add a lot of thought provoking insight into like, well then, you know, what were they doing when Grogu saw them in the hyperspace lane next to his? Like, were they trying to connect with him also? Are they trying? Is something so bad happening in their galaxy that they're coming to this galaxy to try to bring these powerful Jedi-like Force users to their galaxy to help them? Now we're getting wild. Yeah. I You know, I I sort of still think they sort of have that majestic whale or dolphin sort of thing where they're like, you know, they're not necessarily looking for anybody. They just are existing and they're wandering around. They're animals, you know, yeah. to Sem- some degree. Semi-sentient. I know it says semi-sentient, so there there is that argument there. The other thing, too, is that, you know, we probably, it would probably help us to go back and refer to the episode where they first appeared because I believe they sort of were treated as sort of a nuisance because they ate the like gasoline or some type of fuel they were definitely being shot at their ships yeah Yeah. um and and it was just sort of like these are animals like treat them you know they're Mm -hmm. just trying to eat you know or whatever but like the empire was like they're critters and yeah um problematic so we should just kill them and get rid of them and then all of our problems would be solved or whatever but But I'm trying to think, like, I wonder if that has anything to do with, you know, like, like, is there, <laughs> it seems dumb, but like, is their home world so hungry that they've, they've now strayed this far just to be able to find food or something I think along we have those to, lines? I think we have to, ch- but we're, I think we're overthinking it. It's just, <laughs> I, I think we have to change this episode title to <laughs> our purgles from the second ga- Star Wars galaxy, <laughs> right? Well, yeah. Well, do you want to get back on just more focus? No, I don't. Because what what does other galaxies mean for the storytelling? Because I know that you had brought up um, some things even in like our Patreon poll chats and other things where does this play into some type of aspect where um, a character would be able to go there be there for a long time, come back and be like, first order. What is the first order? Like I never, well, I never encountered any of that. That would explain so, you know, yeah. certain people maybe not being around for the sequel trilogy. Yeah. So for, yeah, for people who aren't on our Patreon, um, we do these things called, uh, well, we do, we poll our patrons and we put out topics and let them vote on it. And the results are always like, unpredictable and the comments as well. But the most recent one we did was 
Yeah, with the second gal- with the second galaxy now in Star Wars, will this be the explanation as to where all these characters uh, were during the fight against the first and final order? Otherwise, it would be like, wow, why didn't they show up sort of thing? Now, there, of course, there's other possible explanations, no doubt about it, but we pitched that, and I believe it was like 55 to 45, they thought, yes, this galaxy would be used to explain at least many of them being in this galaxy doing some other conflict while the sequel trilogy uh, was taking place. Um, Which I'm not sure, you know, who falls into that category even really? Grogu could be a good one. Right. Uh, Mando, um, although he's he'd be getting Mando pretty old by the time could of the sequel be dead. trilogy. Could be dead. Um, I mean, Lando was old too, though. So I, I'm not here to say like old Mandalorians right. can't fight. Um, and then you got, yeah, Ahsoka. There's questions about, you know, she spoke to Rey. Uh, she was the only one not confirmed to have been dead. Well, Mace Windu, but he's dead. Um, so <laughs> is she? So when did she die? Does she die in Filoni's movie? Is that he, he gets to tell the end of, he's going to tell the end of Ahsoka's story. No one else is going to. I've uh, wh- said four years that she dies at the end of this or she goes away. Some, she might not be killed, defeated, but whatever it is, she goes away because there's no way that Dave Filoni misses the opportunity to tell that story in live action. Oh, I agree. But I don't think you just have her show up and then you do another Ahsoka animated series where she dies. No, she she won't. (laughs) She won't die in this season of Ahsoka because I think Rosario Dawson spoiled that without realizing it by saying, I hope we get a second season. Yeah. I think. And also it just doesn't make sense if you're building to a climactic thing, like you, you have a, like your second big show in that world. Well, I guess book, book of Boba Fett too. So the third big one is Ahsoka and that character is gone by the time you get to the climactic event. Mm -hmm. Uh, It just seems weird. Yeah. So I don't know. There's a lot they can do with the second galaxy. Um, I'm leaning towards, Filoni using it minimally um, to follow the pattern that he did with World Between Worlds, Mortis. Um, and uh, that, that's, I think that's where I'm at. Um, but I like, I like the idea about the Purgles just because I haven't really thought about that. And I kind of just thought they were part of this galaxy. And uh, Ezra happened to hitch on for a ride and the Purgles were like, I guess we're going over here now. <laughs> yeah, as you should. There should literally be no reason to be, to ever see a, creature or a person or a ship or anything in star wars and go that's probably not from this galaxy yeah <laughs> yeah and the purgles, so, the purgles are unique in the sense where i i mean i could be wrong because i'm sure the clone wars that did a lot of things that i don't remember or didn't see um because i don't think i watched every episode of the clone wars but i the i think the purgles are the only like creature that flies through space where everything else is a ship or a transport or mm. or at least flying through hyperspace you know on its own um so this is this is a really maybe a strange reference but there's an episode of rebels where one of um i can't think of his name right now but the the droid that they have not chopper but the other one gets like jettisoned out the back and he's like it's like a it's like a stinger at the end of the episode he's like floating around and he's like i'm so happy out here with nothing do you remember this i do yeah but i that is uh, that's still uh even though droids we consider alive to me is not organic Oh. The butterflies show up. Oh, yes. Hmm. The butterflies show up in space and they're floating around and he's like, I love them. They're beautiful. The butterflies and all that other thing. <sighs> and then and then the, the ghost picks him up and he's like, no, I was happy out here. So that's the only right off the top of my head. That's the only creature that I can think of other than, I don't know, Empire Strikes Back. Some of those creatures were... They're sort of floating in space. They're if they're like attached to an asteroid, they're like living in an asteroid. But like go ah, ah it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. Millennium Falcon. It's sort of in space, right? Oh, uh, I don't the, know the the Minox. Yeah, or the well, the Minox are the the like weird creatures. But even the big slug was oh. like 
No. Oh, that. Yeah. The exo. It's like trying to, yeah. yeah, Trying to get the millennium Falcon, but it's like, it's living on a asteroid. It's in my mug. But it's like, it seems like it's like, yeah, look at that. It's weird. That looks more like alien. I never, I haven't drank out of this because I feel like I'm going to take a sip (laughs) and then forget. Yeah. And be like, oh. So for anybody wondering, it's a, for audio listeners, it's a cup. Oh, it's a yeah. Mug my bad. Horrible. That has um, the little the creature popping out of the bottom of the mug. So when you're drinking the coffee, you would eventually get to it and it would be looking at you. And it's chasing the Falcon. Yeah. It's oh, a, it is chasing the Falcon. The 40th, Falcon printed on the inside the of the 40th mug. Empire Strikes Back mug from the celebration that never happened. Yeah, so pull over your car and then Google it. And yeah, then what, what it a bad podcast host. I'm not. <laughs> Thanks. Now we're good. Um, yeah, I mean, this was an interesting discussion. Again, we didn't know where it was going to go. And now we're talking about, you know, did things originate from the other galaxy? And we might find that out literally tomorrow night. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be just so crazy if they just like rolled out the list? They're like, <laughs> of everything. You're like, the huts? You thought they were from? No. <laughs> they come from here, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. The Kowakian monkey lizards originate from, yeah. Yeah. Uh, two things pergil quacky and monkey lizards yeah that's it yep There's oh your list. man and and max rebo just him yep um all right man species. i thought this was fun I, I like the chat um definitely considering i think we should consider doing the rename of the episode because we spent more time i think <laughs> talking about that but uh anything else yeah you want to throw out there hmm no, not in particularly. The only only thing that just as you said it, as you popped it in, in, it popped into my head. Does this possibly mean that we would ever get a name for the galaxy? We live in the Milky Way. Would they ever name the Star Wars galaxy to differentiate it from the other one? But who we'll Yang? Wouldn't it be cool if Dave Filoni was like, "I'm going to name the Star Wars galaxy. I'm going to do it in my my show." It would have to be something like Lucasia or something like that. <laughs> George, uh, the, George, George. The Wolfie way. Yeah, yeah, the Wolfie <laughs> way. Oh, man. Yeah, who knows? That's interesting. Um, all right, that's it for me. All right, that's it for us. Uh, we want to thank everybody for, for checking out the show, listening, watching. Um, Lacey will be back with us on TRB Live Wednesday night. Uh, you can hit her up at Lacey Gillerin on social media. Uh, ask what her thoughts are on on this topic here. Um, And then uh, for me, Johnny Hoey on social media, James Myra Trunks, right? Mm -hmm. Twitter, Instagram, Uh, X, Instagram, whatever. Uh, And a big thank you to our our patrons. You know, we said at the top, it means a lot. The support means a great deal. Everything we do on TRB, I mean, we've been doing two episodes a week for almost six years. And it's just the three of us who do it. And we have regular lives, families, jobs. So all the support that we get allows us to keep doing what we're doing and hopefully expand upon what we're doing as well. So thank you to everyone who's able to support us over at Patreon, patreon.com slash resistance broadcast. And a special shout out to our generals and spice runners, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, Nick Kratz, Chris Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Brendan McLaughlin, Count Pepto, Sneaky Zebra, Aaron Ellington, Colin Cormier, Jolton Jedi DiMaggio, Diana and Dave Hornack, and the Spice Runners, David Provost, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Andrew Staley, Jeremy Myers, Michael Fry, and the Fort Worthian, uh, and everybody who supports us on Patreon at any tier, and everybody who listens and just however you take in TRB, uh, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate it very much, and hopefully you're enjoying Ahsoka as much as we are and our coverage. Um, talking about the show uh, because I've I've missed talking about new Star Wars so it's it's always a good time so James this is an interesting chat for sure we didn't know where it was going mm-hmm. but cool stuff indeed and uh, I'll, I'll I mean I'll talk to you because we talk every day but I'll see you Wednesday night um, yeah. and for everybody else we hope we see you too so enjoy the kickoff to your week enjoy part three of Ahsoka we'll see you next time right here on the resistance broadcast. See you around, kids.